before we dive into today's episode, we want to make a quick but important disclosure. The information and advice shared in this podcast are intended to provide general knowledge and understanding about wellness and health-related subjects. They are not intended to replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health regimen. Remember, your health is your responsibility and it's always best to consult with a healthcare professional. This isn't just another podcast, it's a deep dive into the world of beauty, wellness, and longevity. Now we're here to discuss what beauty really means beyond just appearances. We'll also talk about wellness, the habits and practices that keep us healthy, full of energy. And we'll explore the topic of longevity, looking at the science and realities of living a long, fulfilling life. So sit back, relax, and join us as we go beyond the mirror. We are going to talk today a little bit about the benefits of keto, how we do keto, and how you may want to do keto. And so, Jennifer, you've been on a journey of health and wellness for quite a while. Both of us have. That's why we're here. Absolutely. That's how we (laughs) bonded. Yes. And um, one of the things that we had had reservations about doing keto, um, we actually learned that it's actually okay to do in a cycle and cycle on and off with some dietary variations. And so tell me a little bit about your journey with keto. Well, definitely, I want to say 100% that it was that ability to cycle was the only way I was going to do this. Like, not that I'm like carb obsessed. If, if, if anything, I've actually spent a lot of my life low carb already. So it didn't seem like a huge hurdle for me, but um, it did make me kind of go into keto in a different style. Um, The style that I chose is actually 70% fat, 15% carbohydrate, and 15% protein. And the reason I chose that is I thought that would be manageable for me. And it was actually, it's been very effective um, for me to, to work in those boundaries. I've been kind of working in a general 1500 calorie window, but with keto, I mean, the point is you're not supposed to have to really count the calories. It's just more, that's kind of what it ended up working out to every day as I was measuring, because I, I can't just read the carb label and like, well, and I do weird things like drink raw milk. I didn't know what the carb count was for raw milk, Mm. for example. So I had to like use I used my fitness pal actually to try to monitor my macros for that. I love that app. Yeah, it is very helpful. It is. <laughs> How about you? Um, so I had tried keto in the past quite a few times and I used to do Atkins and my history is I realized when I was probably in my mid twenties that I was a carb addict. <laughs> and so, um, and pretty much majority of my family had diabetes and I didn't want it. And so that was one of the things that made me more carb aware and realizing like, do I, do I really want to drink my carbs or would I rather eat them? Or, you know, if I have cheesecake, that's less carbs, you know, so I can still have the things that I like, but do them in a way that's a little more beneficial to my body. 
Um, so when I realized that I was carb sensitive, then I started to see a lot of really amazing results when I came off of certain processed carbs. And um, so then when I went ahead and did the keto, um, of course, it wasn't a long-term game solution for me either. And so now knowing that I can cycle on and off, that has been a really big game changer. For me, I don't count calories. I am not a fan of counting calories. When I'm on a good day, I'll use my fitness pal. Mm -hmm. um, but I just make sure I stay under the 50 carbs and I make sure that I get my allotted fats in. And that's the two things for me that works really, really simply and easily for me. So are you just monitoring it by, like, how are you monitoring that? If, if you're not using my fitness pal, are you just yeah, not I, using calories at all? I don't count calories at all. No, I'll just make sure that I stay under the 50. So I do have a little thing that I do track my carbohydrates with. Okay. And I just, I'll write down my meals and track the carbs, but that's about it. And then I'm just making sure that I add in my, my fats for the day. Okay. Yeah. Like my grass fed butter and, you know, all my sure. oils. And sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's well, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like one of the things I actually found a little challenging as I was, you know, starting my process was like, I'm not, I don't have a hard time using butter and oil. I've always actually been pretty good about that. It was more like, am I eating this whole tablespoon of butter or not? Cause like a lot of times the answer would be no. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then how do I track that? Like yeah. I put two tablespoons in now I'm going to say, actually I had one of those. Because mm -hmm. odds are I didn't scoop every ounce of butter out of the skillet to put all over the steak I was eating or yeah. whatever it was or fish or whatever. Yeah. So, but I actually personally, um, I was dreading keto. I was like dragging my feet. Like, how am I going to do this? And that's only funny because I actually am a very disciplined eater. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy diets that are much harder than this. Oh yeah. But once I got into it, I'm like, you know what? It's only a, it was only a shift. Mm -hmm. And I think if people look at it as a shift, then that would be helpful. And also if you don't just jump into keto, like why don't you start? And I did do this. I started lessening my carbs. Yeah. Like, okay, let's do under a hundred. Mm -hmm. And then now let's do under 75. Yeah, I've had people get really good results just being under 120. Oh, I know. I was actually sitting with my lovely husband on my, actually on a carnivore day. And we can talk about that too. Yeah. And he had a Pepsi in front of him and I picked up the can and I was like, oh my gosh. 42 sugars. <laughs> this is like all the carbs I can eat in 24 hours it's actually more than the carbs i can eat yeah. in 24 and you're gonna sip it back in you know 20 minutes or no whatever problem yeah i know so i mean they're sneaky carbs are sneaky they really are and um but for me the, the it was not as challenging by kind of like you know you don't go to the gym and just start lifting 300 pounds yeah yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're going into in. dietary changes, if you like dip your toe in and then your ankle and then your knee, and then the next thing you know, you're in and, and you're doing it. And it's not as shocking to the system. You're not going to have like 
keto flu and things like that. And it's a lot more manageable. And I think we should really talk about some of the benefits that are tied to doing this in a, in a variation style, cycling in and out of keto. And one of the big things is it helps to heal your hormones. And I think there's so much hormone disruption happening, you know, because we've got all, we've got different chemicals that we're exposed to. We've got lots of stress in our lives. Um, we, we get thrown things at us that, you know, we're really not used to, and we have a hard time dealing with it. And so that really plays a key role in our hormone function. And then we also have issues with our cells not functioning the way that they should either. And so this really helps to work on that cell wall, um, the cell membrane, which is how things get in and out of your cell. It's how your body communicates with hormones, nutrients, enzymes, anything that needs to get into the cell or out, you know, and detoxification. And so I really do like that it helps to heal the brain. Um, and one of the places that we are really good at storing our toxins is the brain and the liver. And so I do like that it helps to alleviate some of that stress. And, and if you think about what's going on right now, like in the world, we have a lot of neurodegenerative issues. And so what's your take on that? No, absolutely. Like I wasn't going into it with a high need for weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had, I've, I've made some medicinal changes that have had my weight creep up a little, but it's all for the positive. So it's okay. Um, so I wanted to take a little off, but that wasn't the main goal for me. It mm -hmm. really was about reducing inflammation, yes. eating whole foods, getting off processed foods mm -hmm. and just cleaning up the diet and being a conscientious eater. So like, that was my goal, and I, I have a oral ketone meter, and it, it's it's a great little meter, and it would show me, it was cool because it would be literally like, you're currently in a level of ketosis where you're reducing inflammation, where yeah. you're improving your brain health, where you're now improving longevity, and so that was motivating to me because those were my goals because the low ketosis was is effective for weight loss, but you have to push it up in order to get into those other benefits. And it was cool to be able to watch and monitor and see breaking into that and going, okay, I'm, I'm getting there. my goals. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Um, weight loss is one of the other benefits of keto. So if you are someone struggling with, you know, extra 10 pounds, or if you want to lose a good 50, you know, it's also a really good way to uh, tackle that as well, as as well as getting rid of toxins and then healing your brain tissue as well. So. Well, and it's interesting to me because I think I've always been kind of a eye roll, oh, keto, keto eye roll, like, and oh, we got a keto person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it wasn't because I, I think it was because I didn't understand it. Yeah. And and to me, it, it like the old Atkins stuff would pop into my mind. And, and not that that's unhealthy way to lose weight, 
but you are missing some some key nutrients if if you're in an Atkins lifestyle forever, mm -hmm. you know, again, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the side effect of keto also like, yeah. And you can get superior and amazing health benefits from keto or carnivore, mm -hmm. but not forever. Like once you crack into those two, three, you know, if you're in that two or three month mark, now you're like, you're actually going in reverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's there's some key things that you can tie into your keto lifestyle, right? And so we can do some variations that we talked about before, and that would be like a five one one. Now I know you're really good at the middle one, and so tell me a little bit about your secret to doing that full fast day. And you can you can blend this with intermittent fasting. You can put yourself on a five one one, and the reason for the five one one is. Um, there's a, there's a few different reasons. So for someone who doesn't have a cycle, women tend to function better having a little bit more carbohydrates during their progesterone phase. They do really wonderful in their estrogen phase on straight keto. But for some reason, progesterone doesn't seem to work very well if she doesn't have enough carbohydrates to, to work with. And so adding in those extra carbohydrates really benefits a woman who's doing keto or cycling with some sort of variation of um, fats um, to have that little bit extra carbohydrates in those days. Now, if you're someone who's had a hysterectomy and you don't know when that is, the 511 is a great way to kind of give yourself that variation. That is what I follow. And I love my little 511. Um, because I do about five days of my keto, I do 24-hour fast, and then I do uh, one day of feasting. And you can put that in, you know, your one day of feasting, whatever day works best for you, which I tell my clients too, because they're always worried about, well, can I have it on Saturday? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you can have it on Saturday, you know, so you can put it in wherever it is that you want. But tell me a little bit about how you have, um, you have a few secrets as far as how to get through that 24 hours. Sure. Well, actually, I want to ask mm -hmm. you about on your 511 so are you measuring ketones when you're doing I that am. and then how long does it take you to get back in ketosis after your feast it day? takes me three days okay mm -hmm. so then as you're working through and up into that ketone you know development are you still gaining the same benefits i am i'm super mentally clear i'm very focused i sleep like a baby and my weight stays very nice. Like I lose weight. Okay. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. my question. Do you go down or do you maintain or yeah. And so, so for me, actually fasting has been, um, an integral part of a lot of things that I have done. I originally was diagnosed as insulin resistant. I mean, it's probably been 14 or 15 years, something like that. And Back before it was popular. Back before it was cool. Mm -hmm. Back before there was medicine, yeah, really, other yeah. than metformin, and mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah. And uh, that was not very effective for me. And so I just, I had to do it through diet. And yeah. that's how I kind of have always had kind of a low-carb lifestyle. But for a while, I did what's called 5-2 fasting, mm -hmm. which is five days a week eating whatever you want. And two days non-consecutive, 
or you eat 500 calories or less, mm. which is like the body does kind of view that as almost a full 24 hour fast. Yeah. And that was hard. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, go do that. Cause it was not fun and it was difficult, but it did teach me the discipline mm-hmm. of fasting and, and you know, how to, how to maintain that and how to have the mental outlook of, oh, today is terrible, but guess what? Tomorrow you can eat whatever you want. And that actual diet scenario was the way I lost weight. Mm. So I was eating what I wanted for five days a week, nice, which is crazy. So for someone that struggles with the rigidity of dietary restriction, if you can work it out to have, have a couple of days of rigidity, it's great. But again, for me, that was just a discipline thing. Um, and it, and it worked extremely well. I lost, I was, I was over 200 pounds and I've lost, I lost so much weight that way. Oh, that's amazing. And I think just like with anything, you can train your body. Sure. You know, cause it's fasting can be a little tricky for some people. Um, but I think it's doable for most everybody. And we used to do it all the time. We like, were designed we, for it. We were designed for it. We <laughs> yes. were absolutely designed for it. And the the studies that show what happens when you do fast are phenomenal. Uh, your body moves into this autophagy, you know, at like 17 hours where you start cleaning up cells that don't belong. Your proteins break down that you're not using and you start utilizing them in a way that is actually beneficial to you amongst other things you know, your immune system starts functioning like it's designed. So we would, we benefit from a lot of that stuff that we used to do in the past. And for about the last 100, 150 years, we haven't done. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, so on the fasting trail train for me, there was a time a few years ago where I was just like having, I was having a digestive reaction to everything under the sun. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I couldn't, there were so many restricted foods. There were so many restricted, even like wine and things that I'd always consumed, not really in excess, but just in moderation, I was having issue. And I was Mm -hmm. like reading, reading, reading. And I did a three-day water fast. Now, my family just really loved me the whole time (laughs) that I was doing this. They thought it was so fun. They love it when I say, oh, let's do it. I'm going to do a three-day fast. They're like, oh, no. But I will say in those three days, again, very discipline-oriented, but not impossible. Not impossible if planned and thought through well. Um, My trick for a three-day fast is to begin it after lunch one day. Mm, Okay. So if I'm doing a three-day water fast, let's say I'm going to do it starting Friday, Mm -hmm. I will stop eating after lunch Friday and I will begin eating again at lunch Monday. Mm -hmm. And so it means you're really only having two days Mm -hmm. where you're like completely sacrificing. Yes. Yeah. But that reset me in such a way. It was, it was tremendous. It fixed, it literally fixed the issues I was having in such a dramatic way, I was like, okay, there's this, there's something here. This is like important, you know? And so I've since like rolled that into a periodic thing for me, but more recently 
I've been throwing in an occasional 24-hour fast. And with that one, I actually start at dinner. So I have dinner and then I don't eat again till dinner the next day. There's lots of times where we almost do that, right? Yeah. In just busy world, busy mom society, mm -hmm. like that's sometimes that almost happens naturally. So I choose a busier day to do it. Like I know I have a lot to do. I know I'll have many distractions. And my other secret is to use uh, a tablespoon of heavy cream in just my coffee in the morning um, the next day. And I have read that should keep me in fast as long as I don't go too crazy with it. And so that is something that I do to kind of head off that morning, or maybe for me, it's more around 11 a.m. hunger that might strike. And that seems to work pretty well. Um, and doing this, I mean, it may sound like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. The reality is it's not very hard. It's not. And I'm just kind of tossing it in as needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I do think it takes some mental clarity and capacity to plan for it. Like I, um, I usually in January is when I do like a seven day water fast and day two, I am like so off my game. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think clear. I struggle with judgment. I can't stay focused. And then like usually day five, I'm freezing cold, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, something good happening, right? Because <laughs> I'm not my normal self. And then by day seven, oh my goodness, like, I'm like, I could just keep going, mm -hmm. you know, usually after day three, I'm like, oh, I could just keep doing this. Like, I feel good. Um, but I love the benefits. Absolutely love the benefits. They've been, I think the last one I did that was seven days. I dropped 14 pounds in the seven days, two pound a day. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I felt so much better. And when there's times, I mean, I, I have studied health and wellness my whole life almost. And there's times where I'm like, oh, you know, I just don't know what to do next. <laughs> and so that's when I'm like, it's time for a reset. And that fast is my reset. And so when I feel icky or I feel like, you know, all the things that I'm doing aren't giving me the exact benefits that I'm looking for, that's when I give my body the reset. And it is a game changer. When I was growing up, my mom used to fast all the time. And so she would do 30-day water fasts. She would just sometimes do um, no, nothing, like air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, you're breathing. A dry, a dry, a dry fast. fast, yeah. Uh -huh. And um, so, I mean, I we learned from her that it's completely fine. And it's interesting because when um, a friend of mine and I, she wanted to do the fast and she wanted to do a five-dayer. and like on her Facebook post was all about, oh my gosh, that's so unhealthy. How can you be doing that? You know, and, and, and I thought it was funny because mine, everybody's like, go, 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 you know, all encouraging. And so it was very interesting. I had not ever encountered the different thought processes behind fasting. It's always been something that's been beneficial mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. You know, and so then when to, to see people thinking like, oh my gosh, that's so unhealthy. And I'm like, no, actually it's so beneficial, you know? Yes. Well, although 
you say all of these things are true. Mm-hmm. However, as women, we do have to do it differently. We do. And the fasting should not be done during your progesterone phase. So really explain what, what window of time during your cycle that is. Yes. So day one is your, your cycle starting. And that's when your estrogen phase happens for that first couple weeks. In that second couple weeks, you're, we're usually a 28 to 30 day cycle. In that second couple weeks is your progesterone phase. So right as estrogen is shifting to progesterone, because they're inversely related, um, in that two week mark, that's when you'll want to add a little bit more carbohydrates if you know when your cycle is. And you'll not want to be fasting during that time. But you can fast during your estrogen cycle, which is that first two weeks from start, two weeks after. Yeah. So that's like, we just don't, our bodies don't work the way men's bodies work. Nope. We were desired, we were designed to create life. And in the midst of that creation, our body has to function differently and that's where that cycle plays into feast or famine, you know, or carb or no carb or fast or no fast. You know? mm-hmm. However, I think pretty much any time in the cycle, you can reasonably fast for 12 hours a day. Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without consequence. And so that's actually something I've done naturally for a long time. I'm not. I have no difficulties, you know, being done with my dinner at seven or seven thirty at night and fasting till seven thirty in the morning. Like yeah. I'm not a night snacker. And if you train if you if you start doing that, you actually feel better and sleep better and digest better yeah. and all the things that go along with that. But that's okay. It's just when you start getting even into sixteen hours of fasting and eight hours of eating, even your cycle plays for that too. Yep. And so yeah. it has to be a consideration. Now, once you're in menopause, you're more, I don't want to say like a man, but you can operate more into doing 16, eight, doing shorter eating windows, doing longer fasts, you know, and those kinds of things. And so, you know, as long as you're keeping that in mind as you're making these, you'll actually feel better and it'd be easier to do it if you, if you play along with your cycle. And I also do really want to stress the point of listening to your body because we are all different. Um, I have a good friend, her and I fast together quite a bit. And on that third day, she has to do some sort of like bone broth. She starts getting really dizzy. Now she's also had neurological surgeries. You know, so her, her intracranial pressure starts to change and shift. And so, you know, listen to your body and make sure that you are doing the things that raise your vibrational frequency instead of, you know, (laughs) counterbalancing. So the same with, if I am doing fasting, it, if it's 12, 24, three days, I've never tried to go beyond three days. I think with my insulin resistance, I do start feeling pretty terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, like I could maybe push through to five, but I'm pretty terrible at that point. Um, I, I'm very good about using electrolytes. So yeah. a little yeah. salt in your water oh, yeah. or something, because that makes a, uh, it makes a very big difference in mm-hmm. the, in the process. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about keto. You're doing keto like I'm doing the 70, 15, 15, but you are doing a tighter keto than I am. I do. I notice that I have to stay under the 50 to get to ketosis. Okay. Yeah. And the, it, it does get even stricter than that. There's people who have to stay under like 30, 32. Um, I've not gotten that tight yet. Um, there are days where I'll have like 16 carbs for the day and I'm completely fine. Yeah, you feel fine? I feel completely fine. Yeah, but like I can do a seven-day fast and not right. have like, like I, I don't ever get dizzy or um, shaky. Every once in a while, I'll get a little bit shaky and I'll just drink more water. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can I can push through it. A water is mm-hmm. key to all of that, actually. It really is. Now, when you're doing a long fast, do mm-hmm. you allow coffee and tea? I do. Okay. Um, coffee... Is I've noticed the coffee um, really helps me to curb my appetite, and I haven't tried the putting the creamer in it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, only because like I've gotten so used to drinking my coffee black. Now when I put cream in it, it tastes weird to me. Well, <laughs> it's it's more of a it's to keep you satiated. It's a mental yes. thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I'm doing a water fast, I do use black coffee. Mm-hmm and tea. Mm-hmm. And of course it can't be like the fun, like raspberry tea or anything. It, it really needs to be black or matcha or green or, you know, something a little more basic. Yeah, I do a cinnamon and which that also helps with digestion. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Curbing appetite. And so anyways, those I do, I do keep those. That's my satiation when I'm doing mm-hmm. a water fast. It's like, yeah. And then, and then I'm not going through a caffeine withdrawal on top of my, you know, other things that are happening from the water fast. Yeah. I definitely don't want to feel caffeine withdrawal on top of being hungry. <laughs> Correct. Not, not that, you know, not that it's it can't fine. be done that yeah, way. it can be done. I've done it in the past. I've gotten off caffeine, I don't know how many times, and I don't usually have any symptoms. I, I think there's been one time where I had caffeine withdrawal and I was like, never again. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> I think I think good. I did it without coffee on my first water fast, and that was the time my family was ready to murder me by the end, or maybe the vice versa. You know, I was not very pleasant, and you know, coffee is the thing. Like that is like my treasure for someone that has spent a lot of time not eating a lot of sugar and carbs, and even honestly, breakfast. It's like my moment <laughs> like, like the idea of like completely sacrificing it is is just difficult for me so um so we've hit on keto we've hit on some fasting things you know as we are all trying to try new things with our bodies and experiment with wellness these are amazing ways to like lose weight feel better mental focus, lower inflammation, and overall help your longevity. Mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, if this is something that you want to go along with us, you know, we'd love to have you participate. Absolutely. 